0: Hi, everyone. My name is Jessica Payne, and welcome to the Brand Organics Podcast. Happy International Women's Day. Um, I think today it couldn't be more fitting. I have a special guest and a pal, a kindred spirit, a friend, an amazing entrepreneur today joining me, and I think it's kind of perfect timing. Uh, Today, I'm joined by Gina Garcia. She's the amazing founder and CEO of Tricaroo. She's an author and filmmaker, and she's a veteran entrepreneur. So before I just babble with praise i want to formally welcome you gina to the show well thank you for having me we have so much we could talk about i think for for hours and hours but for the purpose maybe today's episode i'll do my best to, to to keep it focused on a few questions um the brand organics podcast um you know by design I always try to put folks like yourself in front of my audience to at the end of the day to empower them with with information maybe some inspiration as well and I think maybe that could be the the, the focus of today um, you've accomplished so much in such a short amount of time in your in your life you're a young entrepreneur with with such an amazing resume let's talk first about because I think people are probably wondering or maybe even Googling it right now. Um, can you talk us through Tricaroo and its origins? Because you have a really special uh, story about kind of what gave you the idea. And um, and I think it's it's worth sharing with our audience.
1: Well, Tricaroo is we basically make small footprint electric passenger vehicles. And it all started pretty much I opened a bike shop right when I got out of the military and a customer had rolled in with a ornate antique pedicab, similar to the ones my mom ran in the Philippines. And she ran pedicabs, jipneys, pretty much like a taxi service. Uh, like it, it looked similar to like a rickshaw. So um, my mom had told me many stories of her entrepreneurial endeavors um, in the, wow, it was in the 50s and 60s. So I thought it was uh, a really cool thing to have. So I ended up buying the customers and um, put it in my my bike shop. And from there, people wanted to start renting it for like weddings, private parties, and things like that. Um, And these antique Mm -hmm. rickshaws are not something that Americans could be riding on um, without destroying. So from that, I started um, actually going into manufacturing uh, my own line of uh, pedicabs. And we actually mm-hmm. operated them throughout uh, the Southeast. And then from there, people wanted, to, wanted to, to start buying these things I created. And from that, it started organically going from people just didn't want to pedal. And, and since people didn't want to pedal, I wanted to figure out <laughs> how to make things electric. And because the last thing you want to do is take your two kids out, ride three miles down the road, and then you can't get home. So from that, I started developing electric, electric and I ended up moving it over to Southeast Asia. Um, and this was in 2009 for a year. And I went to the Philippines. I went mm-hmm. to Vietnam, Laos, China, Thailand. And just kind of explored all these unique, different transportation concepts that are 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 that are not foreign to their cultures, but as foreign foreign to the to the American culture. So I kind of uh, just developed things like that, and ended up meeting some uh, great manufacturers of our electric parts and things like that, and started global sourcing and bringing them in. Um, to, to bring them stateside. And from that, we started building up our own, um, And the premise of tri is all of our, uh, all of our products have three wheels, trike as in tricycle and kangaroo with that being a kangaroo, um, all of them take two. And there's actually more to the kangaroo side. And that goes back to my childhood, but really won't get into that. But, but just as far as the ability that, um, the one thing that my bike shop showed me is that that there's a certain happiness that goes along with like riding a bike and <laughs> riding your big wheel. I was on my big wheel every single day as a child. So basically I made giant big wheels for adults <laughs> and to bring that happiness. And let's face it, it's, it's better to ride with somebody than ride by yourself. So um, it brings smiles to people. It's the only passenger vehicle that you could ride on the road. At eighteen miles an hour, take it on the sidewalk, and then drive it into a building. Outfit at an elevator, and that's taking two people. That's amazing.
0: It's Thank it's you. funny you, you hit on a few things. I think what's more American than not than us not wanting to pedal? Um, it's like, <laughs> but I think you hit on a few things and you know people people listen to this podcast because I you know for all sorts of reasons I'd like to think so one is uh, we, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs so folks who might be really interested in in your experience in terms of really finding finding your market and I love how you put it so I just want to highlight it's sort of like you spent time, and I think maybe that's one of the biggest lessons I hear certainly from other entrepreneurs. It's like, you just need to get the data. You just need to get the information. And you literally moved to Southeast Asia. And, and I love how you put it. You, you were studying kind of uh, a mobility solution that was kind of a no brainer for them. It was an innate part of their life, but you recognized the, um, the novelty and the, um, the fact that here in the U S we really, it's not only just Demand or lack thereof, and not having competitors, but I think you know you, it really, I think speaks to your ability to to identify an opportunity, but really tailor it to to a Western audience really who who I think our only exposure to it was probably being on vacation and associating it with a very tiring uh, and expensive leisure activity. So it's really in, inspiring. And I love the fact that your mom was an entrepreneur too. So you guys kind of share that. How does that feel kind of um, at your age now as, as an accomplished uh, woman entrepreneur, knowing that you kind of have an, a kinship with your mom? I don't know if you realize that.
1: Well, I th- I think there's a beauty in, in, in kind of um, following in like a family tradition. Um, my I, I come from a long lineage of entrepreneurs. Actually, my family, um, my great-great-grandfather brought – um, movies to the Philippines in the 20s. So uh, built the first movie theaters. So there, there's, wow. there's a thing as far as uh, being able to and then my mom's sister um, brought the hamburger to the Philippines with Burger Express. Um, I, I think she brought heart attacks to the Philippines personally. But, but um, she had 500 hamburger restaurants <laughs> in the Philippines. She's the equivalent <laughs> of Ray Kroc. Um, of McDonald's, um, but in the Philippines and, and she, you know, she re- oh retired 10 years ago. Um, so mm-hmm. there's always been this entrepreneurial gene, um, within my family, my brother's an entrepreneur as well. Um, and so it wasn't, and, 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 same with my father, it, the, the cool part with my mom and it's interesting cause I do a lot of trade shows and events and, and there's an, a natural assumption that the business, when I say it's a family business that I'm following in my family footsteps, is that it's my father's business and not my mother's. You know, so so my mother co-signed my first loan um, when I got out of the military to open up a bicycle shop. And, you know, the option was money for college um, or money to open a business. And it wasn't like you have to go to college, even though I went to college it was well if i paid for you to open a business that will pay for your college so it it was that, that way of where do you put money that's actually right. going to benefit you the most and and sometimes i think people forget that like if you invest in a person versus invest you know investing in like a business for somebody that you're you're better off getting your money back or, or money towards a future endeavor than just throwing it at something where you're just paying for it and there's no, you know, money coming back in. So my mom invested in me, um, with, you know, co-signing a loan. It was like $45,000 loan to open my first bike shop. And, and that was in 1998 mm-hmm. and, you know, now almost, what what is it? 19 mm-hmm. years later, um, am I doing math right? <laughs> Um, it, 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 it's crazy to be like that little bike shop is now, I'm now a manufacturer. Like I had, um, it was funny because when I met you last year in LA and I did the, right. uh, abilities, um, trade show, one of the people there were like, you're the millennials Ford. And that was like one of, that's like my favorite quote. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? It's like, you're, you're creating the transportation for the the new millennials. <laughs> that it's more eco-friendly and even though you know people were okay. classified as a mobility aid um I didn't start off with any intentions of making any kind of mobility scooter but you have mm-hmm. to fall into a category and that's I think where people are most comfortable in is putting us into that category but we have college mm-hmm. students we have moms that take their kids to school we have people at tractor poles and, and car shows that buy our trucks to get around, like, the, you know, area. and, and, and um, But at different venues where you're having to walk acres and acres and acres to look at different things, from boats to cars to tractors to these kind of events, flea markets and swap meets, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's an easier way to get around and see more things.
0: Let's you know? talk a little bit about um, your audience, because I, I, I think that's a perfect segue to that.
1: Our audience is is pretty much everyone. It's one of those things. It's like when we create your business plan and developing our initial business plan and we entered a whole bunch of those business plan competitions and things like that. Everybody's like, you got to narrow it. You got to narrow it down. You got to narrow it down. You got to know who your audience is. But sometimes regardless of how planned out you think your audience is, it's not. And literally a customer showed us who our audience was and we got a call and and it, they were doing the turkey rod run which is a car show um, in daytona beach and they're like you know the car shows are banning golf carts and i'm like okay like i don't understand why this matters to us but thank you for your purchase it's like well you have to show you, you when you get there you'll understand and we showed up at the, this car show, I, I literally bought a small RV because it was a four-day event. And I was like, if we're going to be here for four days, I want to at least be a little comfortable. And we went with the intentions. Well, mm-hmm. We only bought three trikes there. We thought we were just going to be handing out flyers. And then we saw these waves of mobility scooters that were like souped up, pulling wagons, people pulling like on their go-go pride mobility scooters. They're pulling their wife on a wagon on the back. Because they have, they didn't know a triceru existed, <laughs> and we literally nice. sold ten trikes in less in in, in a day wow. and a half. We had to keep on driving back from Daytona to Orlando, which was an hour drive, to go get more product. People were walking up, and they were just saying, "Is this charged?" And we're like, "Yes," and they were like, "Just giving us cash." It was the craziest thing I've ever experienced, and so we actually had to pivot our, our business as a company. Um, for this market. And, and we've, we've grown 300% since November um, as a company. We've, I've developed three new trikes specifically for that kind of arena of car shows, tractables, wow. boat Congratulations. shows. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's, it's been amazing actually. And we, we had to just, we had to do a shift, like an an extreme shift as far as Um, you know, we're at events every weekend and, and sometimes you just have to forget about having weekends, Uh, you know, entrepreneurs don't, we don't sleep and, and you have to go, you have to follow the money as far as, um, it's not always about taking the weekends off. And it's been, you know, it's been hard for me. Um, because usually, um, I, I, I do a lot of activities with friends. I take my mom bowling, I have a great relationship with my mom and usually that was on weekends and I've had to shift everything so I could be at a car show in Daytona or a tractor pull in Fort Meade, an event, uh, you know, the Auto Fest in Charlotte um, or in Moultrie, Georgia. And that's weekend to weekend. We've had the we bought a big old toy hauler. We bought more vehicles and we're currently buying a fleet of U-Haul trucks that we're having redone so that way I can have teams of people to go to these events to sell trikes for us. So we've had to learn how to pivot. And our audience are, you know, they're people that are mechanics. They're people that like to go out and do activities. They're they're RVers. They're baby boomers. They're people that don't want to, that don't log in like when I ask for their email address, they're having to call somebody to get so their, their kids' email address because they don't have email addresses. When I ask, can I text them a receipt? They're like, I don't know if our phone gets texts. So it, it, it's it's the, this down home country group of people, and they're amazing, and they got they get the product instantly. Right. Which, which has completely blown my mind because our, our, our first go-around with our product were literally moms taking their kids to school. And now it's, you know, uh, semi-retired people that are living in their RVs, living the dream. They're in a different city or state every weekend traveling with their $100,000 cars, you know, their old Model Ts, their old Mustangs, their old Camaros. And they're looking for Corvette parts and they use the triker and they're getting trikeros to match their cars they're like can you get a custom paint job and that's awesome you know we're building we're building the millennial vehicle for the people that are 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 driving the vehicles of the 1900s which is crazy
0: so gina and i had so much to talk about we actually decided to split this podcast into two parts so this was part one and stay tuned for part two where we dive into some other areas with Gina um, specifically how she stays congruent. If you have questions for Gina or want to discover a little bit more about her amazing story or maybe even want to buy a tri visit tri Gina also has an amazing um, contribution to a book that's coming out. It's available on Amazon and Kindle. I think it's for only 99 cents. It's 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 a pretty big steal. It's called Breaking Through How to Reinvent After Failure. So so I encourage you to check it out. Thank you so much for listening to the Brand Organics podcast. Again, I am your host, Jessica Payne. If you've got questions for me or want to hear a topic or maybe even want to become a guest on the show, visit me at jessicapayne.us or find me on social. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you next time.